Hey everyone, Al here. Before we begin tonight's special episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes. You can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind, espresso. There's even a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And right now you can use a promo code PROTOSTAND for 20% off anything in the store. That's 20% off all coffee and merch. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric for your support. Now, here's our chat with Jacob Smith. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast covering everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one's about to get all deep and philosophical with you. I'm Mal, your host, and joining me in the room is the lovely Tanya, as always. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very thoughtful Victor. And joining us this week, he's a hockey player, an actor, a podcaster, a success coach, but we all know and love him as the ugliest player on the Blueberry Bulldogs, Fish from Shorzy. <laughs> Please join me in making some noise for Jacob Smith. Wondrous. Oh, my God. I regret nothing. Welcome to the produce stand, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so you guys did your research. I thought I was going to come on as uh, Fish from Shorzy, but I came in as a whole list of things. So, (laughs) oh yes, all right. We're we're going to get to all of it. This is your life. I hope you have about three or four hours. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) We'll try to get it within the hour. Uh, First of all, welcome to the produce stand. Thank you for joining us, uh, Jacob. It's amazing. Where are you joining us from? My absolute pleasure. I am in beautiful South Florida. Mm-hmm. I am about a 10-minute walk from Ocean Ridge, which is East Boynton Beach between oh, wow. West Palm and Fort Lauderdale. And that's where you live? That's where I'm living, yeah. Okay, and wh- but where are you from originally? Sudbury, Ontario. Wow. There you go. No way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Blueberry bulldog through and through. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and not the ugliest. I mean, I don't know what, what Shorzy was talking about. <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe second ugliest. I don't know. It's amazing. You know, good, good. He's not the best. Whatever. We <laughs> anyway, it's great to see you again. I mean, we got to hang out a bit up in Sudbury uh, a couple we of did. months ago now. It feels like so long ago. But uh, we had a great uh, time at Station 84 with you and Dolo and who else was there? Harlan was there and, and Andrew and stuff. Yeah. It was it was yep. a lot of fun. So we, so we, we appreciated that. So let's let's start from the beginning. Um, I mean, you were a hockey player. Uh, you played on many, many teams and leagues. For example, the Kingston Front. Frontenacs of the OHL, the Sioux Greyhounds for a season. So can you tell us, are the Sioux really that fucking good? Well, uh, that, yes, I stuttered a lot there, but yes, they, they, they are. Uh, yeah, it's, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my hockey career started in Kingston, then transitioned in the Sioux. Didn't spend a whole lot of time there. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of things happened, didn't work out, and then kind of just bounced around, bounced around from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, hey, and wait, a, a, wait, wait a second. Wait, yeah. you can't talk about the Sioux without at least mentioning the Dubas collection the uh, co- connection there. You know what, Kyle Dubas? Yeah. yeah. What's the connection, Mister well, Hockey? He's, 
he's all about the Sioux. Like he recruits literally everyone he's ever connected with from the Sioux. So I, I think you'll be calling, getting a call from the Penguins uh, <laughs> very shortly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, actually, me and Dubis, I, like I don't know if he would remember this, but yeah. I don't. I, we didn't end on good terms. Oh. Um, yeah, it was uh, about ten to fifteen games into the season, and. I got shipped over there from Kingston with promises of this, that, and the other thing. And it didn't present itself to me. Now at the time I didn't know I had to work for it. <laughs> with you. Okay. Uh, I wasn't quite an adult at that point, 17 year old <laughs> kid with a chip on my shoulder. Right. But uh, I decided to, um, I thought I would be the big balls move to walk up to his room and, you know, threaten to leave. Right. And I said, listen, Kyle, like, I mean, I love the place. I love my billets. I love the guys and stuff. And this is a lot of fun, but like, what do you expect me to do just sitting around? Like we're 14 games in the season. I got one regular season um, time. I touched the ice. So I said, yeah. you know, I, it's either like I leave or you put me in the lineup and basically gave him an ultimatum. And, um, we we kind of, it got a little more intense than that. Again, yeah. my 17 year old brain doesn't really remember that much. I don't want to start <laughs> lying to you guys and accentuating the story, but yeah. at the bottom, bottom line is that uh, we had some, some choice words. Sure. Um, more from my end than his but uh he offered me a spot in the junior a team to get my feet going because he's like well we need you up here to fill in the lineup i said well there's no fill in so he's like well we'll put you in the junior a loop and i didn't want to play in that junior a loop you know that's cochran sudbury right casing tim is like a you know a, a, growing up i just didn't want to play in that so i said then you know screw it i'm out and then I call my agent and he's like, you did what? <laughs> did your agent go, that's good. That's the future GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs that you just, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. No, I, it was, um, yeah, it was quite an interesting wow. little conversation. And then that was, that was kind of it for my OHL career. Wow. That's, yeah. that's wild. So, well, I mean, so, so you helped Dubas grow into the GM that he became. Well, yeah, he, he actually had to stand in and, and be himself in front of me. And that was, that was the learning curve into, into wow. getting the job. Amazing. Good job. It's all, yeah, it's all a turning you. point for yeah, everyone. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let, let's rewind just a bit. I, I think we skipped a bunch of stuff. I mean, what was it like growing up in Sudbury? Um, better than it is now. Oh. I don't know if you guys got a little bit of a feel for the city, but mm -hmm. it's a, it's a little dirty, a little grimy right now. Um, and I don't think I'd be insulting many people in saying that because it's quite honestly um, the truth. There's mm. just a lot of, uh, call it riffraff, eh, you know, albeit, uh, you know, the roads aren't in great shape. Uh, mm. The buildings are in rough shape. The the yeah. zoning for different infrastructures is like, you know, one bill passes, one doesn't. Like there's just a lot up in the air. And right. it's just it's just chaotic, I guess, is the best word for that city right now. But mm. growing up, it was, you know, I grew up in east, uh, northeast of Sudbury is a town about 20 minutes away called Valley East. And mm -hmm. that that's where like, there was a very tight knit group. It was more of an up and coming town. Um, the soccer was good. The hockey was good. I had a lot of close friends. So for me, it was just a classic Canadian, you know, suburban childhood. Yeah. Do you yeah. have family still up in the area? Everybody's in there. Yeah. yeah. Except for my mom and my dad and my sister, uh, they're in Kingston, Ontario. And mm -hmm. now, uh, everybody else is still in Sudbury. So going yeah. up for the show, was that your first, it wasn't your first time going back then since, since oh, childhood. Yeah, no. So I, so I left Kingston at 16. I'd come back every summer, mm. uh, or I left Sudbury at 16. I'd come back every summer. And then, uh, I lived there for four years. I went to university there, got my, uh, I was going to say you played a Laurentian, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, exactly. Uh, what did you yeah. take there? 
I took sports administration. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, and I got a bachelor of commerce degree learning about sports. It was the best, right. <laughs> best decision ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, you know, well, your comment about Sudbury there, uh, we can definitely see some of what you're saying. You know, we've been up there a couple of times now in the last six months or so. And mm-hmm. there's definitely those those moments, those darker, grimier moments you talk yeah. about. But there's still so much potential that town, which yeah. is mm-hmm. what we potential. saw, right? Like it really. We had a great time. Each that, time yeah, we that went weekend up there, we yeah. saw you was probably mm-hmm. one of the best weekends I've had away <laughs> yeah. in as long as I can remember. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with Sudbury itself, like mm-hmm. the people we met, the things we interacted with. Yes, we saw the other side mm-hmm. as you, you know you can't miss it walking downtown but yeah put well, that aside let me and there's say, some yeah. amazing times we had right let, let me just yeah. say this and i mean I, I haven't traveled probably as much as jacob but traveling for my other podcast across the country across canada i'm seeing that in a lot of medium yeah. towns where uh you know there's a lot of homelessness i mean uh, the pandemic kind of you know messed a lot of people up right and mm-hmm. and the inflation and stuff uh and and it feels like these small these medium-sized cities are the ones that are, you know, bearing the brunt of it. I saw it in Moncton. I saw it, uh, you know, we, we see it in Sudbury. I saw it in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Uh, it doesn't take away from the charm of the city, but it does, you know, you, you sort of have to look at it from a different angle, right? Right. And I'm a little harder on the city because sure. I know it's potential. That's exactly yeah, it, mm-hmm. uh, Matt. Like, I, I agree with you 100%. There's mm-hmm. so much good there. Like, if they just did a little bit more, you know, yeah. 10, 15, 20 years ago to that downtown core, like, yeah. you'd have a lot more... Yeah. Um, you know, growth in, in, in the mm. population and a lot more people would be in, enjoying the city rather than just, you know, it being a fucking meme. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely. So, so you said you played a, for Laurentian, I guess uh, after, you know, you, you did the hockey thing in juniors for a while, you decided to, to take the, the, the academic route in order to mm-hmm. keep on playing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I got, I called, uh, one of my old coaches who helped me out in my minor, minor midget, uh, minor hockey career. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I didn't really know much. I was just thinking one day at a time, one year at a time and junior hockey was all it was. And right. then I said, well, I don't know. He's like, do you want to get a degree? And I said, yeah. He's like, what do you want to get it? And I said, I don't know, something business, something sports. And mm-hmm. he goes, well, we have the best sports business program in the country. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, uh, what is it? And he said, SPAD, sports administration. I started doing my research and like the degree by all accounts was just exactly what I was looking for. So I said, okay, well, that's not such a bad idea. Like move back home, whatever. And yeah, yeah, the rest fall into place. I, um, you know, I, I knew the coaches at the time. I knew a few guys on the team. I lived at home. I could live at home. I, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just, there was so many good things pointing towards that. So I just kind of dove in. That's cool. Um, But then you did spend one last year and you, and you went to France, you played in France. Yeah. So after that, I, uh, I, I, so I graduated. So yeah. So my junior career was four years. Mm -hmm. Then I went to college for four years or university, whatever. Right. And then I went, uh, right before the pandemic hit, I decided to take a year in France. And one of my good buddies, Nicholas Dion, his agent brought him out to, uh, uh, tour, uh, which is in the, oh, I don't know, geography. It's in France mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the, French, the French league. Yeah. And, and then I said, well, can, can I borrow your agent? Like, can he hook me up? And he goes, no, no problem. So he messages me his agent's number and we start get, we get to talk and he goes, I got an offer for you. And the first offer I got was because one of the guys was that was supposed to take that spot 
had bailed the day before. So his mm. agent reached out the perfect time. It was like the spot was made, kind of like the show, how the show happened, yeah. Yeah. ironically enough. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just said, you know what? I read the contract. They said, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Let's do it. And it turned out to be the best experience ever. I had the best teammates. I had a great gig, like to make money on the side on top of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the, the nightlife was just quiet enough that it wasn't too much, but it was just rowdy enough where it was good when we, when the boys got together, right. um, the restaurants were good. The, obviously the grocery stores, food, everything <laughs> yeah. was good. Like it was just France, man. Yeah. And, and like I had the best time ever. Mm-hmm. And then at, at the end of the season, it was about mid March or early March we come to the rink one day and then that's when we got the news. It was like, there's something going around and we're like, okay, whatever, you know? And, uh, we were in what, what they call the relegation series. Mm. And now we had a great team and I love the guys so much and I'm going to slander them a little bit, but the goalies <laughs> were terrible. Okay. And I, they're not going to listen to this bug. I hope, yeah. but I love them to death. They're both amazing guys. I go to bat for them any sure. day of the week, but they just were not mm-hmm the good caliber goalie. So they cost us a lot of the games. And so we ended up just squeezing in the relegation. The relegation is to see if that team goes to the the, the, um, league underneath for the Mm -hmm. next following season. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of plans to come back. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So basically it was nothing hockey for me at the end of the season Mm -hmm. when there was like this kind of thing going around, like it was just crazy. So it was a blessing in disguise that I got to go home early. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then what bring, so how did you end up in Florida? That's a, I think, a, from what I recall from our chats, uh, that's an interesting yeah. story. Okay. So you said you wanted four hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe only, you know, give us the two, two part, speed part version. One. Yeah. one hour part Cole, one. <laughs> Cole's notes here. Um, so I, um, I met a girl online. Uh, and <laughs> this is crazy. Tales I'm oldest time. Yeah. Yeah. Tales <laughs> oldest time. Uh, and, uh, it was over TikTok. Mm-hmm. I had posted a video that went viral, uh, and a lot of people liked it. It was an opinionated video. Mm-hmm. I respect people for their opinions and I expect people to uh, respect me for mine. And mm-hmm. apparently this one just happened to, you know, grow and expand and gain traction. And at right. the time there was a lot of frustration because of what we were having to endure as Canadians from my end. And, and so she's American and mm-hmm. she said, wow, I like your energy. I like what you're speaking about. And not just that, but she then took that video and then navigated to my podcast and said, oh, okay, so you actually, you're learning about deeper philosophical ideologies. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, like that's kind of where I'm, my scope is. And then she, she just started talking to me and uh, and I was like, okay, well, let's let's FaceTime. Let's let's get to know each other. Like, you know, I want to build connections. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just snowballed three and a half months later of, you know, nine hour at a time FaceTime, wow. uh, six hours, seven hours, you know, it was it's crazy. Um, Three and a half months later, I went and visited her here, came to visit her here. We spent 13 days with each other, knew everything was just as good as the three and a half months, mm-hmm. um, if not well, obviously better because we were in person. Yeah. And then so I flew home and like I was just like, ah, like I got to get back there. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So she went to Hawaii. Um, so I'll talk timelines a little sloppy. But so this I meet her in April of 2021. I go visit her in July of 2021. She goes to Hawaii in August of 2021, tries to come back to Canada in September, can't do it. Right. So I fly down, marry her, 
we take it in we get in her car and mm-hmm. we cross the border to come into Canada because they can't say no at that point. Right. They yeah. you know, they have to let her in. Then we live with my parents for ten months just to kind of get our feet wet, trying to figure stuff out, save some money, whatever. And they were awesome throughout the whole journey. And that was, you know, amidst the Shorzy thing, my dad mm-hmm. having a couple heart attacks, you yeah. know, my grandmother passed away. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happened. That's right. And yeah. then, um, and then it got to the point, August, 2022, where she's like, I want to go back home. So I said, okay, let's do it. And mm-hmm. then the rest is kind of history. I'm here now. Her dad had a company that was able to give me a TN over the border legally. And so kind of just, you know, that's how I kind of navigated the waters and got here. Amazing. So wow. you you mentioned two things that you glossed over. Uh, so first, uh, kind of the first of all, the more important one. How's your dad doing right now? I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, dad's one day at a time, man. He uh, he had his heart attacks um, a month. Oh no, it was two weeks before we started filming Shorzy. Yeah. Uh, he had the first one on October thirty first, and then the second one November seventh. And I found out about Shorzy November eleventh. Um, so that was kind of like him pushing me, you gotta go, you gotta go. So that, but the bottom line is that that was a year and a half ago and he's still kind of coming back. You know, you're never really the same after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, but God love him, man. He's strong and he mm-hmm. keeps pushing through. And I, I just, you know, I I'm there, you know, for him every step of the way. So that's kind of betting on one day at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And, 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 and really happy to hear that. And the other thing that you glossed over is you got married. <laughs> so yeah. we, congratulations. So, so, so that's, yeah, congrats. But how, how did that happen? Did she propose? Did you propose? Uh, you, you know, were there did a couple you post the ceremony on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> go. I'm sure there would have been a few viewers for that. Cause she had a little bit of a following at the time too. Oh, so wow. collectively it was like, Anyways, I don't want to give numbers, but there was a lot. There was people fall. But anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, I, uh, I, man, this is crazy. I, again, I could talk about this for three, four hours, but the short form is September was like, I don't know, late August, whatever. I was like, you know what? There's something in me. I, I feel like I need to just clean up. I need to be sober off of everything. And I, you know, not that I was an addict by any means, but mm. I just, I'm very spiritual. So my like, intuition kind of guides me towards things that's the best way I could describe it my intuition was saying how about you just try to take a month off of all your vices all your bad habits all your quote-unquote addictions whatever you call them and uh, let's just let's just see where your clarity of mind is like it was kind of like an internal personal challenge Mm -hmm. and um, September 31st I flew down to Sear and then October 1st I like we woke up went to the beach and she like we already had this kind of plan so she knew the proposal was coming mm-hmm. and so uh, it wasn't that big of a deal but in my mind it was the biggest freaking deal like it was so <laughs> intimidating I, I have no reason yeah. to feel this intimidated but mm-hmm. just like walking along the beach and she knows it's coming and I'm just like okay so if I go on one knee right now that's kind of like it you know <laughs> you're, you're committed so, right? <laughs> yeah. too romantic <laughs> so, so I'm like okay I'm kind of in my head but I'm, at the same time like I wanted it to be a special moment I kind of wanted to catch her off guard I didn't want a lot of people around like I was just overthinking in my head and then I just got down on one knee about 7 30 in the morning we watched the sunrise blah 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 wow. and then uh we uh, just you know drove to the courthouse made it official uh had to do the ceremony with our masks on and mm. stuff like it was crazy it was yeah. actually such a such a really crazy thing and mm. best decision i ever made 
Wow. Amazing, that, man. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. So, and have you guys, I mean, maybe it's even not your thing, but you, have you guys had a chance to celebrate in a, in a bigger way with the family and friends since then? Cause that sounded very much you guys and I love it, but have well, you gone that extra? Parent, her parents don't know yet. So that's, oh. that's also. Wait, so don't what? send them this link. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> We're live streaming right yeah. now. And, uh, yeah. and joining the Zoom is. Wow. <laughs> so that good good on you for not uh, having your, yeah. t- your uh, TikTok followers then on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You didn't yeah, get yeah. dad's permission is what you're saying. No, no, that's, that's exactly it. But you know, you know what? The, we, we have discussed the parameters of what it's going to look like mm-hmm. um, when it does happen. And I want to be at a point where like, it's, it's like, I, I don't know, we, albeit financially, we're on a place I have uh, like things that we can tell that we can break it to them in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if at all, the, the decision might be, let's just not even tell him, you know, let's go talk to my dad and ask to propose and see if see what he says at that point. And like, he'd give us his, but his blessing and he says no. That would. Suck. <laughs> I, I love this secret love story. Man, this yeah, this is. Yeah, you're yeah. doing everything differently. Anyway, that's good. That's, <laughs> I, I'm. I listen. I'm here to do everything differently. Apparently, it's yeah. So so unorthodox. My life is so unorthodox. It's so stressful, mm-hmm. and I don't wish this life on anybody. But it's just the way I am, and who who, who Jacob is. So it's just dude, you've created on. season one of your life. And yeah. Season two, yeah. nobody knows it's, what's going to happen. No, this is a sitcom. So it's going to end on that clip. Cliffhanger yeah. when when you when you do that other proposal mm-hmm. what he yeah. says like, oh my god what's screen <laughs> <laughs> black yeah, yeah. yeah the <laughs> fact that he has has um, uh, brought you in to the U S through his yeah. work you know he yeah. likes you well, like you're, yeah. you're you're working he, for the man right yeah. Uh, no longer, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, but but not on bad terms you. or anything okay. like that. No, 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 yeah, yeah. No, it just it didn't work out, and I don't know. Sure. Like, again, that's just oh, neither we'll, here nor there. We'll gloss yeah. over. So let's move yeah, on yeah. to what comes first: observant attention podcast or success coach? Uh, the observant attention. I don't even know how you guys found success coach. That was like <laughs> it's your... a pretty fairly new venture. So well, <laughs> good I, on I, your... I found your website. I mean, that's good on your. Yeah, no. It's you on your link tree. Link. It's not that. It's not that hard. Oh to find. yeah, true. It's on my link. Tree. <laughs> the hardest <laughs> thing to find about you about anything was your hockey stats because how many Jacob Smiths are there? There's a million of them. Yeah, there's a bunch, <laughs> man. Yeah, thank my dad for that one. His name's Bob though, so it's not like he. Yeah. <laughs> good thing you didn't call you John. John as well. They were our brother John or something. No cousin. John, no, 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 Jane either. But maybe the daughter. Maybe okay. I'll name my daughter Jane but, or something. Yeah. But, but, but I did, I did do my research, and mm-hmm. you did another uh, interview with, with recently where you know you did some name dropping of players that you had cups of coffee with. So that yeah. was pretty cool. And yeah. and so you know, there's if I remember correctly, there was Bennett, there was the uh, the Claire, there was uh, uh, what's who's that guy um, in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Winnipeg now. Um, Dubois, the thing from that place. Yeah, yeah. Dubois, Dubois. Oh, is that um, TR's podcast? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I'm no, just, no, average, average jocks. I don't know if you oh, heard of that one. No, I haven't heard uh, that one. No. Yeah, they're they're uh, just a couple guys kind of doing it out of the basement sort of deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I mean, I don't know their viewership, but that's just kind of the vibe I got. But they're yeah, awesome. I saw you guys. posted that the other day. It looked like fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, very cool. Very yeah. cool that you cross paths with mm-hmm. those guys. And now, and then, you know, and now you're a Panthers fan. So my condolences yeah. to you for that. Oh. Uh, um, you know, uh, maybe <laughs> next year. Yeah, it wasn't even close, unfortunately. But no, uh, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We knew Vegas was having that one right from the get. But especially with Kachuk's injuries, I don't know. Have they come out yet with what he broken sternum? Yeah, yeah, broken sternum. That uh, sounds but, painful. But then, when, then they released what Ekblad had. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was crazy. He had like, you know, broken ribs, uh, a broken spleen, or like, I don't know. Oh he my. had all kinds, of, <laughs> all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, guys play through it. Yeah. But you know what? There's a bit of karma there, right? Because, you know, the misfits all came from Florida mm-hmm. uh, in Vegas. So, you know, yeah. so it's like, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of happy for Vegas because I'm a Phil Kessel fan and he won the cup the way he always How wanted dare you? to without moving a, a muscle. Kessel fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won yeah. the cup sitting in a box. Now so he can go eat all the hot dogs he wants. All right. Let's let's move on. Observe, <laughs> yeah, observant right, attention right. podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, how did that start? Oh geez, well I mean, how 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 much can I go into it here? Um, I um, I had a night. I call it a spiritual awakening, whatever you want to do. Like mm. you know, sometimes it's cliched. People say it's woo woo stuff, but man, like it was as real as it could be. I just had a a night full of revelations and full of different understandings, and it changed the course of my life. I had a relationship at the time that lasted another six weeks after that, and then we parted ways. Um, I thought I was going to go back and play another year in France through the COVID thing. I called mm-hmm. my GM up a couple of weeks later. I said, I don't want to play hockey anymore. It just shifted my entire um, oh. line of life. And and looking at, at it, you know, 2020 right now is the best decision I ever made. So obviously there's got to be some validity to what happened to me and what, mm-hmm. what I was able to experience. And um, I've, then that kind of just turned into the podcast and the best way I could describe it is the podcast bit built itself. I just kind of just kept listening and I was just so passionate about learning and understanding uh, the deeper aspects of life. Like, I mean, the way I used, I looked at, I used to look at, I still look at it this way, but the, what I was most passionate about was the fact that we're human beings and nobody really talks about that. Like, you know, we just kind of go and kind of do our thing. Like, well, what about, you know, the the philosophy of, of like what my brain is, what my heart is like, that's just something that I've always been passionate about. And I just never had any incentive to dive into because I was just, you know, a hockey player. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, during the summers, I hang out with the buddies and my buddies weren't ready to talk about that. So like, well, you know, I wasn't just going to like start doing stuff, but then that kind of call it spiritual awakening, whatever, kind of put me in that, that frame of mind where I said, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care how I look to people. I don't care if I'm crazy. I need people to understand what I understand and what's literally created the foundation for the next two years of my life, three years of my life and, and, and on. And mm-hmm. that's, that was the inspiration for my podcast. Interesting. Now, uh, you know, there's a couple of seasons of it there. And I think the last season was 2020. Is this something, uh, is that something you're going to pick up again or, or, or did that, that run its course? So I, I, learned pretty quickly that that podcast was more for me than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, That podcast was so I could gain my voice, so I could be confident, so I could not care what anybody thinks, so I could basically speak out. So learn, type, and then speak out what I was teaching Mm -hmm. essentially to myself. So it would integrate in my subconscious. And that's kind of what I'm looking back on it and seeing it as now. Now Mm -hmm. moving forward, it might help and it has helped 
countless people that have reached out to me and said, man, like this information, like, why isn't out there? Like, why isn't all this different? Like, why isn't everybody putting, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work with like Alan Watts and Jim Quick and, and, you know, all these big name guys, why aren't like, why isn't there one area where somebody can listen to all their information? And so anyways, that's kind of where that kind of came from. Um, No, I, yeah. I, lo- I love that angle. I mean, why not? Right. It's it's it gave you a forum to yeah find your voice. I mean, we all have them in different capacities. Mm-hmm. You know, Al and I have gone through Toastmasters at mm-hmm. one point. I'd say that was a big part of helping me find my own voice. We did this not knowing where it would go. And it's helped us all evolve. I know Tanya, as an example, you were quite, I don't know, passive when you first joined and now you can talk for days and i love it so like we all we all use our our, our different modems to our different yeah. mediums to find our voice so if that worked for you why the hell not yeah. but i do have to ask this. so I, I did start listening to someone and it's it's pretty deep and there's a lot of knowledge that you're drawing from in that and i know you said you had a ba in what was sports marketing or sports yeah. uh, commerce or whatever yeah thank you and um but i that's not where all that's coming from so where are you getting this knowledge i'm assuming you're doing your own research and then pulling your own observations and and creating your opinions out of that so where are you drawing a lot of the the information that you're producing out of the show yeah um okay so um the podcast was a lot of um it was a lot of research but it was more or less um oh man meditation like it would it it, i'm a i'm a big uh you know spiritual kind of you know what's the word like nerd okay (laughs) and and uh i when i when i had that shift in my life i started really understanding like energy frequency vibration and, and a lot of people know that uh through nikola tesla and you know, three, six, nine method and manifestation, law of attraction. And, and I really wanted to try to utilize that and tap into it to create what I, you know, what I was doing with my life. I didn't want to just kind of, you know, go by and put on the mask of the hockey player and say, let me just da, 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 da. So I wanted to really test it out. So um, throughout my journey, I learned about Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I uh, mentioned earlier, and he does a lot of work um, with quantum physics. And so I kind of delved into the quantum physics and the quantum field and started learning how that to kind of manipulate matter through energy and frequency vibration and meditation and all that stuff. And I, I really, I really went deep into that stuff. And then through that journey, I was more directed than anything of where to look you know not all the information has come through my meditative process some have come through books i read the Bhagavad gita which is a hindu text uh, uh somebody gave me the gospel of thomas which is a christian text i um you know i've i've done my my religious and spiritual uh, work uh, the way the superior man is um a text uh, from david data who talks about like the way to be a divine masculine and to step into um being the proper way of being a man so like just all that the books and the meditation and the Mm -hmm. and the research and just being guided I was kind of able to amalgamate all of that information into one sector and then be able to disperse it in such a way where it's digestible to my viewers nice so is the success coaching kind of a, a natural evolution from this then exactly so I um I sat down with a good buddy of mine the other day and uh, I got back and I'm like, okay, so now I'm back in Florida. I'm kind of like in between stuff I want to do. I say, I, I, I'm trying to figure out and plant my feet. And 
it started off as like I could write like I'm a pretty decent writer and I feel like I could help some businesses, but it's not quite my passion right now. I mean, I could do some business consulting work, which I've done. I have my business degree. I've done some small business consulting and help businesses um, grow. I have some testimonials on my website that can, you know, attest to that, that I have the uh, capacity to do that. But I said, that, again, that's not really what I'm passionate about. I said, I'm passionate about serving people and helping people and, and helping small business owners and, and people who um, aren't necessarily able to balance work and life. They have a very tough time doing that. So now um, I, I kind of, I'm putting all my energy and all my focus on um, creating relationships where I'm able to help people bridge the gap between their life, uh, albeit mental, physical, um, emotional, spiritual, whatever it is, and, and, and kind of bridge that gap to their work life and, and say like, listen, the reason your this isn't happening right correctly is because, you know, this and, and, mm -hmm. you know, help them in that way. I mean, um, the biggest way I could say it, and I heard this on a podcast at mind surgeon, you know, people might call me a life coach or business coach or spiritual coach, whatever, what have you. Uh, but I want to be there for them. I want to help people experience what I've been able and been lucky to, enough to experience. And the proof is kind of in the way I've lived my life and in the people I've been able to assist along the way as well. Right well, good for you, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, best of luck with that. So let's get to the, uh, the uh, advertised portion of this podcast. The reason everyone's here <laughs> is to hear about <laughs> right. uh, this show called Shorzy. How did you get, I mean, we uh, forget who we talked to uh, that, that let it out that you weren't the first fish. Mm -hmm. Um, that's right. But uh, you were the one that stuck. So what happened there? How did you end up uh, on Shorzy? Yeah. Um, so Ashley Kidden, she, again, I, I don't, I think Ashley, I, I, she has a legal last name. She goes by Ashley Kidden on my Facebook. I know her as mm -hmm. Ashley. But, so Ashley, she uh, messaged me one day because she thinks I'm living in Sudbury. And she says, Jacob, you need to send in a, a tape. There's a hockey show in Sudbury. They're looking for guys. I said, okay, sounds good. Olivia helped me with the tape. We set it up, used her nice camera, made it look all cool, whatever, sent it in. Didn't hear anything back for like a week, five days, whatever. And she, I messaged her. I was like, so what's up? Anything? And she goes, oh, sorry. Like they went with a different route, but like they're looking for special skills and they saw that you had pro hockey experience. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in doing some of the background work? And I said, okay, like I could be on the ice passing the puck around. Sure. And again, I didn't know what Shorzy was at this time. I just knew that it was, you know, more than minimum wage and that I was right. able to play hockey. So I yeah. said, let's do it. Like I'm at home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No brainer. So then, um, she goes, okay, um, settle you. And I said, is it possible to get a hotel room? She goes, hotel room. I see. She goes, aren't you in Sudbury? I said, no, I'm in Kingston. She goes, Oh, okay. Well, let me talk to Kara. So she goes and talks to one of the producers and then Kara says, you know what? he's pretty good at hockey like we'll, we'll hook him up like we need some special skills we'll put him up in the hotel we'll get him a room whatever so mm -hmm. i said perfect let's do it so this was like november or 9th maybe that that they confirmed this 100 uh, percent. a couple days after my dad's heart attack and he was telling me like you should go like don't worry i'll be fine we'll figure it out i yeah. said okay okay then november 11th rolls around i'm helping my buddy with his business i'm behind the desk and uh, I get a phone call about 2.30 in the afternoon. She goes, Jacob. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who's this? And she's like, it's Kara. I'm the producer on uh, on the show Shorzy. I said, okay. Uh, why is the producer calling me? <laughs> and and she said, listen, we, we ran into a little bit of a snag here. Uh, we have a spot that just opened up. 
um, for one of the acting roles that we needed filled ASAP. Jared saw your tape and he loved your energy and loved your charisma. Like he said, you'd fit the role perfectly. Would you be interested? And uh, I said this on, on my last podcast, if I knew what I knew now, it would have been a yes before she could even have finished the sentence right. or I would have tried to play it cool. Like, sure. yeah, yeah. Maybe. You know, but, but at the time I was actually like genuinely like, Hmm, I don't know. Let me go ask my parents. So I said, Kara, like, give me about, can I have half an hour? Can I talk? She goes, yeah, no problem. Take the time. Um, call me back. I said, okay. I go home. I explain the whole situation again, Olivia, Olivia and I just had moved into my parents' place October 4th. Mm -hmm. So I needed to consult her first. I needed to say like, do you want to live in a hotel room for six weeks, essentially, you know? And she goes, you know what? This is a cool opportunity. I'm in, you just figure out what the financial benefit is, um, what the story's about, who your character is. Like there's a lot of questions outlying. So I said, Mm -hmm. okay. So I call her back and I ask her the questions and I write them all down on the sheet and somewhere in here, and it was just a crazy list of questions that were answered far beyond what I thought they were going to be answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden uh, I, I go ask my grandparents and like, they were like freaking out. And yeah. I'm like, is it that big of a deal? Like I didn't really think much of it. And they were like, no, like I guess they could feel how cool it was mm-hmm. uh, as an opportunity. I was kind of like, I was cause it, all due respect to spinoff shows. I didn't, I don't know many spinoffs that are like, Oh, that spinoff's way better than the, sure. the original wrong. show, or yeah. that yeah. spinoff's like doing great. Like yeah. I don't like I didn't think that. So did I'm you like, even okay, know spin-off. anything about Letter Kenny? I did a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because of Ashley. Ashley would message me and say, "Hey, we need a guy right. um, for this part. Whatever. Do you have a guy on your hockey team?" And I would message a guy and mm-hmm. like send him off. That was kind of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd watched uh, YouTube between the the uh, ho- hockey players and the Hicks, sure. uh, like that the where they pull up in the Jeep, like the classic yeah. video. Um, so I knew I had a little bit of like underlying knowing, but mm-hmm. the general gist of it is I didn't know how big it was. I didn't right. know there was a cult following. I knew there was a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I didn't know it was almost a million or whatever mm-hmm. they're at right now. But so I didn't know, I didn't know they went on tour and sold tickets. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was <laughs> like that, you right. know? They had, um, they had a podcast uh, that follows them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, they had a bunch <laughs> couple, of cool couple of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, so um yeah, I just, I called her back. I said, she's like, okay, so what's, what's the deal? Do you want to do it? And I said, I would love to do it. She goes, can you be here tomorrow for the skate? And I said, I said, well, if I leave tomorrow, I wouldn't be there till two and the skates at noon. She's like, okay, that's okay. If you can't make the skate, can you make the following day? And I said, how about I leave tonight? And she goes, awesome. She goes, (laughs) I love it. And (laughs) then I said, okay. And it just so happened that I put my car in the garage and got my winter tires on because I was going to Sudbury in mid-November. That (laughs) was a coincidence. That was a huge coincidence. So I said, okay. And I got my car at about five o'clock, brought it home, packed my stuff, threw a bunch of random shit in the suitcase. Olivia and I jumped in the car and we were there at like 2 a.m. That's amazing. I love that you packed Olivia as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's still in the suitcase. <laughs> so was acting ever something you ever considered? I mean, or was this kind of out of the blues and you're just going to say yes because it's a great opportunity? It was something that's always like, like even by virtue of my relationship with Ashley, it was always something that I was like, oh, if I get the right opportunity, I yeah. think I could do it really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, and that's just my personality. Like, I don't know. I was always like the entertainer in my family. Like, it's just kind of like that, that what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I never like thought like, let me, you know, let me 
work my way from the bottom, you know, doing background work sure. into, yeah. or like, yeah. like, like crew work. I never thought of it like that. It mm. just, it was like, if the opportunity comes, it comes, if it doesn't, it doesn't. My mom yeah. always used to say, oh, I should have put you in acting when you were a kid, but mm. I, you know, I was just like, if it's meant to happen, it happens and mm. sure shit, <laughs> it happens. So <laughs> it was always lingering, but it was yeah. never really something that was in my radar. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, sorry, go ahead. Matt. Matt. Well, I was going to say what, what must've been interesting too, and, and may, maybe a bit of a relief when you arrived is all of you for the most part, like all the main guys, this was first or second mm -hmm. dabble into acting. So you guys were all pretty green in this space. Mm -hmm. So you kind of all probably learned together through the process, right? Big time, big time. Yeah, we, we're, the, and I think the reason why the show works so well is because of our off-screen chemistry. Like we're a hockey team. Mm -hmm. We're not just a bunch of actors that are there making a paycheck. You know, we're guys that are going to go to the bar, hang out, make sure that all 15, 20 guys are, are going to dinner or like, you know, as much as it is like, you know, it doesn't happen every night, but yeah. like, cause it's difficult, but like, it's a very team mentality and yeah. we want to keep it that way. Mm -hmm. And not to mention like, there's not just one guy who is like the outcast. Like you said, Matt, it's more, there's like four or five of us that have never been on in front of a camera. Yeah. So that, that chemistry alone is allowing us to be free. And, and even Jared's so gracious, like he, he can see, I'm sure a hundred percent, obviously he mm -hmm. can see where we're fucking up, but mm -hmm. it's almost making it a better, yeah. like it's almost making it more authentic for what he's looking for. So it's, it's working from all around. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I mean, I'd be interested to, to know, and you may not know this, but because you came in filling in for a previous somebody they'd previously chosen, um, were, were there any changes to the script? Like I'm thinking specifically to that scene in the locker room that I kind of made fun of off the top, where Shorzy says you're ugly, and it's obviously a joke because you, you know you're, you're one of the prettiest guys in the room. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm I, I, I'm I'm not too uh, afraid to say it. Um, it's, it's the hair, Jake. It's the hair. It's it's, it's everything. You, 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 it's the hair. The hair got me the part. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, so <laughs> was that was that already in the script, or is this something maybe that Jared like saw an opportunity? Oh wait, this guy here, we could really have some fun at his expense. <laughs> I I think Fish was supposed to be that kind of yeah. punching bag, uh, oh, okay. and I and and if I'm not mistaken, I think I seen one picture of the guy before, a mm -hmm. uh, pretty handsome blonde dude. Okay. So I don't right. like it was kind of like that was going to be the play anyways. So mm -hmm. it just worked in my favor. All right, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I love. Uh, well, I, you can't say much about season two, but uh, I'm I'm assuming that there's uh, more four fish coming in this season. Yeah. Don't say um, anything. Don't, don't yeah, fall for that. Yeah. Don't, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. I'll be the, I'll be the, wait, I'll be the lawyer. I'll say this. I'll say this before you say that, Victor. Yeah. I'll say I'm looking very much forward to seeing the second season. Okay. Here you go. So I'll, I'll ask a safe general question. Yes. Um, sure you will. <laughs> you know, Appreciate we, we, we saw you on the ice, right? Mm and and they were working you pretty pretty hard and uh there was there was you, you have to keep taking takes over and over again and were you fr is that do you see well, that yeah. as just, do you do you see that as and again i'm trying to frame the question very carefully so that we're not talking about season two yeah um so when that when that shit happens do you do you get frustrated when someone is trying to make give you a pass and it's just a shitty pass and now you got to do the whole thing over again um, or is or do you and and do you see that as acting or do you see that as like 
playing hockey like like yeah. what what's your mindset and while the, all that is happening all right a two-layered question I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh so layer one um i i am there to do like the way it locks me in is i'm there to do a job mm-hmm. so i need to execute the job no matter what um and i consider myself somebody who's pretty level-headed so i'll never get somebody get mad at somebody for for making a pass or missing a pass Plus, my passes were coming from Dolo, so like I'm not gonna get mad at him. <laughs> He's a pretty big guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then so the the working uh, the the day that you guys were there, so um, was a lot of it was up to me to do it, and yeah. so um, I just had to execute. So I didn't really have to rely on anybody. Uh, so I never got frustrated. It was always me. If if okay. if something screwed it up i screwed it up mm-hmm. and then as far as i'm if i'm looking at it at acting or hockey it's like 80 mm, percent hockey 20 percent acting mm-hmm. yeah because the hockey needs to look like hockey yeah. but i also need to know where the camera is to be able to show my facial expressions time it perfectly mm-hmm. you know work my position well and obviously you know plant my feet it's actually kind of like a little intricate process that mm-hmm. you couldn't do unless you were a tenured hockey player. Well, it's the yeah. brilliance of the show and of, mm-hmm. of getting people who are hockey players first and ha- actors second. I mean, I think I'm, we've we've always praised uh, from season one was was amazing because there was no need to cut away from your feet or your legs to your faces because you guys were complete players. So you were able to show everyone throughout the whole scene as opposed to Hollywood where there's a frantic cuts all the time you're seeing people's feet and then you'll go up and you'll see the actor's face but they're not actually yeah. playing but yeah. you guys are you guys are actually yeah. doing it well yeah. wait a second Michaels but anyway. <laughs> well except for Michaels yeah, yeah. yeah except for except for yeah. chicken legs chicken legs it's a different story yeah um so uh the question was again. it wasn't really a question more just like it's the brilliance of, of getting a hockey players first and actors second oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this is what i wanted to say about that yeah. so it's a testament to two things mm-hmm. the writing and the casting mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's that's basically it the hockey's up to us we it you know dole is a third round pick mm-hmm. you know um yeah terry ryan's ninth overall jordan has three stanley cups you know yeah. Brandon's those are those are Stanley, Stanley cups. cups. See, he yeah. said the word Stanley in front of the cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a, there was. If if you ever listened to uh, Blair's interview, Tanya had a bit of a moment where she but wasn't understanding. They were just referencing the cup. The cup. He's good because he's got a cup, and I'm like a cup on. Like, don't they all wear cups? Don't they all wear cups? Yeah. Like, what? It was quite embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah Thank you right. for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> we were embarrassed for you. My pleasure. But. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's just move on quickly to we we uh, some of our listeners had some questions for you because they they got excited when they heard you're coming on. We'll start with our buddy Jason from Indiana. He wants to know if you can beat Kiso in a game of three bar, and if you can maybe explain what three bar is. <laughs> okay. So three bar is not a letter Kenny thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Uh, no. Well, I think it's a hockey thing. I think it's just it's a a hitting hitting the the three. The, the, okay. Oh, 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 three bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm not gonna ruin anything for you guys. Keith is a good hockey player, but uh-huh. yeah, I'd beat him. <laughs> I think we all kind of assumed it. And Kiso, we love you, bud. But yeah. we yeah. all kind of assumed that. Well, yeah, be, yeah. being there in person as background extras and watching you guys. 
through those scenes, those are real hockey drills. Like, oh, yeah. like the, yeah, Paul sure. Newman couldn't do that in Slapshot. What you guys are yeah. doing, you're doing it because you're hockey players. Not well, and yeah. you know what? That that's a big testament too to mm-hmm. um, the the uh, stunt guys that mm-hmm. who, who plan it. And Dan Dan and Sean Skeen, Vinny Tarantino, Cam Fergus, like. These guys know what looks good on camera. Yeah. They know our ability. Um, they'll go and do the research on what will look good on camera and yeah. then like basically trust us to implement yeah. the, each play. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, and then we just have to execute it. The, yeah. the choreography, like, are you learning that the day of, like the day that you're there? He's, they're drawing it on. Remember, he's, he's like drawing up the play on the ice. While we're all waiting, because that's not something that's scripted. Like the script is the words. The the by by the way, they're not dancers. It's not choreography. But it is choreography, though, in a way, is it not? Yeah, Yeah, it it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. Okay, you can laugh at me for the cup, but not the choreography. I I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the the script has written what we what the end result is yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it doesn't have every little detail written up sure. so that's where they get to kind of play with it mm-hmm. and yeah you know i'll give you an example so i mean you know i don't want to get into too much detail but there was a scene where like i had a i had a certain position my body position was in a certain way mm-hmm. and uh vinnie came up to me and he said why don't you try using your edges a little more again if you told this to a non-hockey player they'd be like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about yeah. but for me i'd be like I, I was like okay what do you mean i tried it four or five times and i started playing with it and i was like okay so that makes it flow a little easier mm-hmm. i can stop at a certain point i could release at a certain point i could face the camera at a certain point there were so mm-hmm. many elements to it so yeah. i said okay let's now we have the the play we know the plays you know done and written mm-hmm. up and drawn up whatever so now I just have to execute it. Why don't I execute it this way? And that's where they kind of come in and say, let's, let's do, here's the play. Yeah. Let's execute it this way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it starts off with, this is the end goal. No pun intended. If it's a goal scene, Sure. this is the end goal. This is the way it's going to be drawn up. Mm-hmm. And now this is your freedom to do it and make it look good. Yeah. And I loved and- what I loved. I mean, being there really quick, it was the intensity, right? Like we found ourselves joking amongst each other. Like I actually feel like I'm at a game in some of yeah. these shots. Yeah. Our buddy mm-hmm. Robbie, who was with us, um, mm-hmm. when they had us behind the net on one, I think it was one of the scenes you were firing a mm-hmm. shot at. Um, he his biggest fear was a puck coming <laughs> through the glass. And he was right behind that net, and you guys were letting him yeah. rip. Yeah. And it, there was one it like came straight it out of the glass, but you watched him jump and were like, "This is like they're they're not holding yeah. back at all." Yeah, we get intense with. I that. hope that's not a take they kept because people will be like, "Well, oh, that guy must be American if he if he." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so before though, before the like before you're actually there and you're gonna tape, like, do you guys have a a, a time period where you're just on the ice together, kind of getting a feel from each other uh, or, or working with the stunt guys on like how their language is, what their, their setups might be. So this, the first season, um, the day that I went November 11th, they had practice on the ninth or 10th before I wasn't there for that skate. That was when mm-hmm. fish one got canned. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I came in on the 11th and it was a lot of like, drills like things that that they were planning on doing in regards to the season Mm -hmm. this season 
it was three on three for two and a half hours twice. Oh. <laughs> it, they they said we don't have to practice anything. You guys just take the puck, play three on three hockey, mm-hmm. enjoy yourselves, get yeah. loose, get the get the puck moving, get your legs going. And because when it comes time to shoot, we know everybody here can execute. Right. Nice. Yeah, Very good. It's perfect. Uh, our friend uh, Dennis from he's from the UK. He asks, uh, as always, who's the best slut on the ice? Uh, so who's the best player? All right. And everyone said somebody, so yeah. don't be afraid to throw anybody. Yeah. In. Yeah. All right. And no um, one said you. <laughs> appreciate yet. that. Nobody yet. said yet. you yet. Yet. Yeah. You haven't had any of the boys after the second season. No, <laughs> no, not yet. That's right. Yeah. This is all we've face we've had. Came in, face came in a different guy this season. Okay. Good to um, know. <laughs> no, I uh, I I really think I really think Tr. Um, yeah, Jordan's Jordan's obviously NHL minutes, but because he has cups. the cup. Yeah, because he's Three cups. Cups. the cups. But like, but like he doesn't really tr- like try all that hard. He's got a good position. He's got mm-hmm. a shorter stick. Like he was more of a third, fourth line role. So like skill hockey wise, like he, like it's it's tough. Like he's probably the best overall hockey player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly think like Tr is just a gamer, man. Like yeah. he just goes hard. Was forty six years old, and he's like he's he's taking it. Like we're playing three on three, warming up, and he's like hardcore lifting sticks like not giving a shit like he's all in so yeah, yeah. it's between him and jordan honestly and brandon's got a good shot too like mm-hmm. and again dolo doesn't even try and he's a big d man and he's yeah. still saucing the puck around and passing like it's it's hard to yeah. say but mm-hmm. if i were to pick if i were to put my money on like a one-on-one it'd probably be tr oh, well, he's the highest highest draft pick so there you go. yeah i'm pretty sure dolo said himself didn't he <laughs> possibly <laughs> um tr though i was impressed seeing some he's got a, he's got a great like wrist shot for sure like he was hitting those corners like and yeah. hard like he was he was roofing them pretty good i i, I was yeah. impressed from pretty far out uh let's see here our friend tobias from missouri of all the places fish takes his dates <laughs> which is his favorite <laughs> all right uh my favorite place to take a date and so on you grew up in Sudbury so if you want to go off script and say you know maybe some of your favorite places that when you were you know well yes fish yes fish is yeah fish first but then give us uh Jacob too okay so fish would probably say like uh you know just a little afternoon date go to Pepe or something you Mm -hmm. know grab Mm -hmm. a grab a panini Mm -hmm. um but uh jake well respect is burnt is respect in the show no yeah. it isn't it's, it, it, it's it mentioned is? in season one yeah respect oh, yeah. is burning right isn't it yeah 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 okay oh yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. i know what it is yeah so it'd probably be respect is burning mm-hmm. yeah what about you know young jacob smith when he wanted to impress a girl where would you take her the respect is burning it's a nice, a nice oh. italian re- restaurant okay. uh decently priced you can get a nice glass of wine you know some people so you look a little cool walking in like nice. it's, it's good. <laughs> well done Love it. now i mean this is your first acting role so tobias also asked if you had a dream role but like is there a role that you would consider a dream role or is this it wow uh, this is my dream role man like yeah. i get to i get to be myself essentially in the town i grew up in as yeah. a hockey player like this is I, you couldn't have scripted this no maybe no pun intended you mm-hmm. couldn't have scripted this any better like yeah. it's it's crazy how the stars align for this to happen and um beyond grateful for so many things after that first season uh, was released what kind of reaction did you get from like your old high school buddies and friends and stuff 
<laughs> Honestly, man, like it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be for the people in my like circle, my tight knit circle. I thought like there's a couple of my best friends haven't even watched the show yet. Oh, so I, the hell? I know what kind of friends are those. I know. Like reevaluate your friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, Crave is 20 bucks a month and some right. of them are cheap. But <laughs> sure. I don't okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, they, um, yeah, some, so overall, like I got obviously some people text me like capital letters like fish got the game or uh, fish got the game stick or like mm-hmm. fish on the first line like 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 shit like that after the first season um and and i did get some good rapport but it was more mainly focused a lot of the season was like mainly focused on the starting five and obviously right. uh kiso being being shorzy mm-hmm. uh so like not not to say that it wasn't my like i wasn't was still a prominent character, but I was mm. definitely kind of buried in the limelight. So I didn't really get a lot of press that way. Well, when we reviewed the first season, actually your character was one of the ones we, we called out as having one of the more complete story arcs from beginning to end, yeah. right? Cause you start off being kind of a, somebody that a whipping boy for Shorzy and right, you, yeah. and you have a pretty complete story arc in that season compared to some of the others. So. Right. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was able to uh, definitely build up my character and yeah. I will say, I'll tell you this story. So I get there November 11th. I'm pretty sure we started filming November 13th or 14th. Okay. And I just knew that I needed to know my lines, but I right. didn't like read the whole script. I didn't know when I needed to know my lines. We have this thing called the call sheet um, for the day or yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're familiar. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it called though? Um, Daily call sheet. Yeah, but there's a there's a actor term for whatever. Mm. Anyways, it's like this big, and it has like the lay. Oh, it has the hot, everything. Hot sheet, the hot list. Yeah, the, yeah. There's some. Yeah, it's not hot list, but there's some. Uh, like, any, yeah, it'll come to me, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, sides, boom, right there. Oh, it's there. Our sides. I don't, they call it the sides. I don't know what that means, but anyway. So our sides. So we have everything laid out. So scene by scene by scene by scene. Mm-hmm. So we get there and like, I'm pretty familiar with my lines, but I just, I'm going all intuition. Like, again, this is just verbatim what my whole life's been. I just show up yeah. and, and then whatever happens, I'm just ready for it. And whoever I need to be, I'm just that person in that moment. So mm-hmm. I show up day one, lights going around, tape flying around, cameras moving around, people yelling, people crossing, people shouting, whatever. And I'm sitting in the room and I got my gear, like my, um, uh, my gitch on my uh, mm-hmm. Under Armour, and uh, so the first scene that was shot that season was the scene where uh, Harlan and Jared come walking toward me and saying like uh, like JJ left or whatever. Right. Fish, you're you're playing with us tonight. Why that yeah. kind of whatever yeah. that scene? That's the first scene you shot. That was the first scene I shot. That was my first time in front of a camera, and I wow. learned my lines five minutes before. And that's said that's action. near the end of the of the season. Like that's like yeah, that was my biggest scene. Yeah, like, I, I, I had no idea. So did anyone like, take on. you aside say, "Hey, Jacob, like no. in, in this moment, you need to no nothing." No, no, oh, wow. it was just yeah, throw me into the fire and, yeah. and kind of figure it out, man. And right. I'm just like even like so the first time we ran it, mm-hmm. and again would we ran it i didn't know what fucking running it was like right. i just like i was just i <laughs> i didn't know a damn thing i wasn't told a damn thing people yeah. didn't tell me a damn thing so i'm sitting in the room and jared comes up he's like you want to run it and i'm like run what <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the scene that you're here for and i'm like okay yeah let's do it but i didn't say run what to him sure, but in yeah, my head i'm yeah. like okay whatever so whatever i look at the sides i flip through whatever i'm like okay uh oh that's it right there okay uh go ahead 
then Harlan states starts saying lines. Mm-hmm. I jumped in with my line. Mm-hmm. Jared says his. I jump in with mine. Whatever. And then and then I kind of look at him and I say no. Uh, whatever the line is, well, that's bad. I forget it. But I was like, uh, I hate. I hate losing or something mm-hmm. like I said, I hate losing. Right. And after I said that, I looked at him and that was like when we first got that like connection. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he looked at Harlan and they both looked at each other like this. And then I remember this so vividly. He went and that's acting. Ah. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, <laughs> nice. that's it. it. All right. I love so it. Then, well then we ran it through a couple more times and that was it. We, we yeah. rolled. I wonder if some of the logic there is like, yes, you don't, they're not telling you anything, but let's just see what he does naturally Mm. before we even try to give him instruction. Mm. And if it works great, if not, then all right. Then we, then we go from there, but they need a starting point. That's a ballsy move because uh, yeah, I I basically have to ask him what to do. Like he's just like, just do you, man. I'm like, well, like, don't you have like a vision for this? Like what if you wanted fish to be kind of like a little bit more of like a habit? Really? Like I'm on the first line. Like, and I'm just kind of like, what? Like, you know, I'm kind of giving them attitude. Like you like, but that's the brilliance in Jared Kiso, man. He gives you the room to do it the way you think you should do it. And Mm -hmm. then that gives you the freedom to maintain it and have continuity moving forward. And you did it differently than fish one. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, (laughs) I stepped on the ice holding my stick the right way. And they're like, you're locked in. We, 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 that's there what we heard. Go. We're keeping you. We heard Fish yeah. One wasn't that might have lied a little on his resume about the hockey. Yeah, just a yeah. bit. Don't we all though? <laughs> <laughs> um, our buddy Adrian, who's out in Maine, but is originally from Nova Scotia, would love to, to know how your time out in Nova Scotia was like the best parts of being in Truro when you were playing out there for them. Oh, man, what a question. Thank yeah. you for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my best year of hockey. Well, oh. I mean, France was probably my best year of hockey, but like like best year that I was able to play um, hockey was in Truro, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I can't say enough good things about the billet family the team the atmosphere the rink the the town like the people there just like the travel wasn't even that bad like Mm -hmm. it was just that and we got paid under the table like it was just so such a good experience and Mm -hmm. then i was able to find my rejuvenation of hockey again because 16 i went to kingston at one goal in 56 games then i went to the sioux i got one game in 14 games yeah then i went down to kempville and that was just more of a shit show and then i was like i don't really know what i want to do so then my buddy was in Tro, nova scotia he said come out here and that just like rejuvenated anything i start everything i started scoring again i started liking hockey again i started looking forward to coming to the rink again Mm -hmm. It got me to the queue the following year. So I got to play another year, major junior after that. Like it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And to speak to the Nova Scotian way of life and the culture over there is mm. just, it's yeah, just it's phenomenal, yeah, it's man. Like, it it's really just, is. It's did, just extraordinary. Did you go up Jacob's ladder in trouble? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, Yes, I did. Yes, yes you, Victoria did. Park. Yes, I did. I did do that. Holy shit. Wow, dude. You just reached into a memory bank that I didn't know was in there. Matt's from while. there, yeah. Yeah, well, no, my, my whole family, like I was born in Ontario, but my parents and all my extended family are at East. My grandmother lived in Truro for years and years. Oh, wow. so I, I've been there many a time. Where so. in Truro? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominion Street, I think it was. Some, okay. I don't know. Like yeah. Chapel Hill area? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. wow, small so, and, and my dad's from Brookfield, which is just outside of town. Okay. Uh, about, 20, yeah. about 20 clicks down the road. So, yeah, I know yeah. the area well. 
Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful little area. And then I remember getting there and the Billet family, again, can't say enough good things. Um, Shannon and Sean Wolf, they had two kids, Ethan and Janessa. Janessa just won like, uh, she came second or third in like Canadian high jump or something like oh. that. Like she did really wow. well. So like I got to see them recently. She was at the Canada Games and uh, she, she's 16 or 17. Anyways, um, they were living in a little house because they were just like kind of getting started as teachers. Mm-hmm. And then they had to move, they, they moved about my first or second month there. So I got like this whole beautiful basement all to myself for like the entire time I was there. And it was just this brand new house. I played mini sticks with all my buddies and wow. Ethan was five at the time. We played all the time. So it was just, I just saw so many good memories of that time. For That's time frame. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Joey from Colorado wants to know what your go-to Peppy Panini order is. The gobbler. The gobbler. Oh. The gobbler. Yeah. Don't ask me what's on it, but no. I just remember ordering the gobbler at two thirty in the morning, and it was just the best, <laughs> best dampening I think that you'll one ever have. Is the uh, turkey and goat cheese and? Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah turkey. Yeah. Turkey sounds sounds yeah. familiar. Goat cheese. <laughs> I remember. I think <laughs> I don't know whether I ordered that one or a different go- uh, turkey one, but yeah, that was that. Well, you weren't a degen ordering a, a veg- vegetarian one. It's like a Victor, Venetian. Whatever. And, and, <laughs> And thank you, figure. Jacob. It doesn't always have to be a pitter patter. Okay. Just settle yeah. down and be but, you. But for yeah. clarity, the gobbler is mozzarella, oh, turkey, <laughs> tomatoes, peppy mayo, and arugula. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's there you stuff. go. And and there yes, then I did have that yeah, one. And uh, and uh, Robbie and I shared one, and yeah. it was delicious. There you go. So you have yeah. that in common with Jacob. Uh, our friend Erin from Chicago, she's a teacher. She'd love to know what role models or influences do you have in your life? Uh, you know that uh, that stick out to you. Oh, geez. Wow. Uh, role models. Uh, I mean, again, going back to my spiritual addiction, mm-hmm. um, like Dr. Joe Dispenza just does it so eloquently. Uh, I just stumbled upon this, this life coach, uh, Steve Hardison, who's really about, you know, uh, getting after your life goals and embodying the person that deserves them before it comes. And then obviously, you know, you're building up the person that deserves it when it does come. Uh, you know, they just, that, that, People who are living their lives, just two names off the top of my head, but people who in general who are living their lives to the best of their ability and showing up every day, being the best version of themselves is is just admirable in all retrospect. So I think uh, those two names are the ones that stick out for me. I like that. I love Excellent. that. And final one from our uh, listener. Uh, awesome. She's a, the moderator on the Letterkenny Reddit. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Her, and her question is always whenever we have a cast member on is if you would do an AMA and ask me anything on Reddit. Uh, if you'd be interested in doing one of those, that's uh, what I do and ask me anything. Yeah. So that's you, you make yourself available for an hour. People uh, send you questions and type you questions and you yeah, answer yeah, them. for sure. Yeah. All that'd right. be awesome. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Uh, hook you up with, with uh, awesome offline okay. and, awesome. Uh, and she can make that happen. So, so when my video went viral for TikTok, mm-hmm. and three, it got, it got almost nearly 4 million views. Wow. Holy. And, and, uh, uh, I, just blew up overnight like it was crazy i my i woke up in the morning my phone was lagging like i had like 2000 likes i'd refresh another 2000 likes like it was crazy that the it was yeah. just all coming together so i went on my um tiktok live and i got hundreds of people flooding in and i was able to speak to my like spiritual knowledge and spiritual um whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it knowledge intuition uh, and that was like an ask me anything. And I was just able to dive into anybody who would give me whatever it was. And I just had to do it off the cuff. And I feel like that's when I'm at my best. So Perfect. ask me anything's are like right up my alley. Excellent. Great. 
All right. Uh, Tanya, do you have any final questions? Wow. Four million. <laughs> yeah, that's, Dude, that's crazy. That, that's beyond <laughs> yeah. viral, isn't it then? That's well, like that, next level, That's why I'm married. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's impressive. And oh, I amazing. I found the yeah. post, by the way. I found the post. Now we're going to all be... You're going to get another uh, few million. <laughs> I know what I'm after, doing after uh, this. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Do you have there any final comments? Thank you so much, Jacob. It was so amazing and, and, and spiritual just listening to you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to you know, look into all of the people that you just referenced. And uh, it, it's just wonderful to hear from you and and hear from the other side on on your experience and uh, journey and and how you came to be on Shorzy. And yeah, we enjoyed this. We're, we're looking forward to seeing more of you for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, Thank you so much. Season two. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I went uh, I went a little off the rails on spiritual on Terry's podcast and he's got a hockey podcast. So yes. he's yeah. just like, like at the time he was just like, I don't really know how this is going to go, but let's just do it. And Jake. I started like pushing him. I asked him like, who's God do you like, I just kind of put it like, you know, yeah. put him in the field a little bit. And I, I listened and, to uh, the episode. You have nothing to, to apologize for. We've had Terry on ours. And if he, he can't talk about anybody going off on tangents, cause he's Mr. Yeah. Tangent. I think exactly. Al and I asked him two questions. Yeah. And, and, and that was good for the whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but so, but the, the point of that is to say like a lot of people, you wouldn't know it, have that listening ability where they just want to know about that nobody's really Mm -hmm. talking about that that realm of conversation is kind of put off to the side like and so if i can kind of you know break the mold a little bit and and open people's minds hearts you know souls up whatever albeit like i i you know that's i think i'm doing my job excellent victor uh yeah i guess a couple of things first of all uh you're a beautician so (laughs) you know thank you for being you you're incredible um i you touched on spirituality and you know i'm i love quantum physics and i love the connection that you made there one of the uh books that i read that i think is everybody should read because it's it's written in kind of layman's way you don't have to be scared of quantum physics is quantum enigma uh physics uh encounters consciousness i that book is 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 incredible it's it's not it's not a hard read and it just blows your mind you know people like who who kind of turn to spirituality i think that's absolutely wonderful but don't look for wonder and awe in mm. in in spirituality first look at it in what we know and have discovered about our world mm. and when you start in when you look in quantum physics which is which is a real thing it's not it's not imagined right no. it's real yeah. and and you realize the wonder and awe and the questions that we still have about that world and then you connect it to spirituality. I think that mm. makes it so much more grand. And mm. therefore, you're not asking just random questions. You're asking questions that are anchored in our own reality. Right. And I just think it's the most incredible thing. And I love that you're 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 kind of uh, delving into that world. And that's the stuff that you're talking about because I think Very. it's absolutely incredible. Very well said. Thank you, Victor. And, and kudos to you on reading that book, too, because a lot of people would be scared just by that title. Um, but <laughs> Not- there's a there's 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 a show uh, Gaia dot com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's basically the spiritual Netflix. There's a show on there that Dr. Joe runs. Again, I'm, I might as well be like his friggin ad for this but uh he's he he runs it he's called rewired and he breaks it down in similar context victor where he brings the human aspect into the spirituality and the quantum physics so he walks you through you know the quantum field and the ether and and what what seems woo -woo and and hoity-toity for a lot of people like it doesn't make a lot of sense he breaks it down and says no this is how humans can use it to your advantage i think we should be learning this rather than kind of just being scared of it and 
and so that's kind of like what really got me into the quantum field that is incredible um everybody take notes and and (laughs) kind of a less a less um you know uh, serious topic is you know well i think it's actually more serious but anyway you mentioned that you're also on on your cameo you mentioned very quickly that you're also a guitar player so maybe you could give us a couple of words on you know where that's coming from and you know what's your guitar collection looking like and and uh, do you play with harlem (laughs) all right yeah so uh again I, i i wouldn't call myself a band member uh maybe i would be like a mild musician if anything uh but again i've never had a lesson uh i've taught myself everything i know uh i don't really go on like ultimate guitar and search up tabs anymore (laughs) although i did for a bit uh but i everything just comes intuitive to me and i you know i have a i have about 10 songs that i wrote just for me and for my wife and whatever that's just kind of how i keep it close to me and just like everything else in my life it's basically intuitive and i have uh, an epiphone les paul that i bought used from 99 I got uh, a Norman. My dad bought my mom back in 94, 95. Uh, Olivia has a Taylor Mini. And we have uh, a Luna guitar, which is kind of like a a demo prototype kind of guitar. So that's no no Gibsons or anything yet. But (laughs) that's right. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you for that. When when is the Shorzy band getting together? Yeah, then? I know you guys can have a band. Oh shit! Yeah, you're <laughs> like need, that would I, well, that needs to be videotaped and yeah. posted because that Season will three. go viral. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this because I want them to push for it. But Harlan and Dolo, we're gonna do a little bit of a collab there. So that would be uh, that would be great. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that, that would be cool. They yeah. we, we have a video on my phone of them playing uh, when we were at our first hotel for a bit, and Harlan was just kind of strumming it, whatever, off the cuff. And Dolo's just crazy musician, man. He's so yeah. brilliant. I think and, I saw that on either on IG or maybe Harlan yeah. might have And Jared shared it. does yeah. drums, doesn't oh, he? Jared plays the drums, and you have Michaels who who plays bass and guitar as well. Yeah, yeah you guys can have. Yeah. You guys have a band. And uh, I think yeah, Blair says sure. she's sing- she likes singing. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Blair and uh, I can't Kaylani. Ke- Kaylani no, Kaylani. Yeah? Ke- yeah. I don't know if Blair Blair probably sings, but I know Kaylani can yeah. sing for sure too. Yeah. So the band's right there. Yeah, there you go. I, I'll I'll get the what do Please. you call that the, the sign, sh- sign up sheet. Shake. Oh, the tambourine. <laughs> the tambourine. No, I was thinking tambourine. Yeah, the tambourine with the cup. Yeah. Oh, man. Matt, Matt, you're you're yeah special. yeah I know I know you're getting to wrap us up here. So uh, Jacob, man, you are a beaut. Um, you are a man with a lot of layers. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it, man. Yeah, not um, just I, in the hair. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Stop rubbing it in. Every time you every time you rub it, Al goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of envy there. But, yeah. He just strokes his beard instead. No. No, I so appreciate you, Brandy. I love I love all your talk about you know living your best life and all that. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not a person without my, my faults, but I definitely try to live my best life and, and try to reach the, the state of being the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So definitely appreciate what you're saying um, and that you've made that an active goal in your life to, to head in that direction, which leads me. So I ask everyone this question and feel free to interpret it in any way that means to you. Um, but I mean, now having been part of Shorzy, I mean, now and you said you weren't overly aware of what it was before. Now knowing what it's what it is and the reach that shows like Letter Kenny and of course Shorzy are having, what has it meant to you to be a part of this? Wow. Um obviously it's 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 meant everything to me. Um it's life changing. It's not four million views on TikTok. Like, I mean, that was pretty life changing too. Like I said, I got married, but the, <laughs> the, the scope of what this is not only what, 
what this not only is now, but what it is going to be in the future is so big and so uh, the best word I can say is beautiful because of the, 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 the way it's written, the, the way the guys are, the love that goes into every facet. That's the word right there. Love the love that's going into exactly bro. And even the last song in the first season, true love, like, Mm -hmm. It made me cry, man. Yeah. Like it, that's it's it's yeah. such us too, a, us too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's such a. It means everything to me, and I'm I'm a big guy. Like call it spiritual, whatever. But love is at the at the core, at the foundation of it all, and that, yeah. that's why I just want to be. My buddy asked me, "What do you want to be?" And I said, "I want to be free and loving awareness." Yeah. And that was that was the big thing, and and I think that show is giving me the opportunity to truly live as that and and showing the fruits of that uh, come to life. And so it means, it means the world to me. And that's, yeah, yeah it means the world to me. Man. Well, well, well said, man. Absolutely. Congrats on everything. Yeah. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you when we were there. I hope we get to do it again sometime, man. Yeah. All the best. No, thank you. And thank that you. message has been really repeated over and over again. And, and I don't know if you've listened, uh, listened to the show, but you know, the, the love that you guys have and that mm. feeling and that, and that, that, it is. It's a, it's a feeling that you guys have on the show. It comes across to, mm. to all the listeners. It's come across to us, um, you know, through the prod podcast. It's come through to those listeners um, and it's it's shared. It's mm-hmm. felt and it's in it's 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 appreciated uh, over and over and over again. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's 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 meant so much to all of us. Mm. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words, guys. It was such a pleasure to be on today. Before we wrap up, uh, is there anything you'd, we'd like to promote or shed some light on um, before we go? Honestly, if anybody's looking for, for a conversation with me, just reach out on my Instagram at jsmith95. Um, I'm willing to talk to everyone and anyone. No, no money exchange, none of that bullshit. Like, I, I just love to get to know the viewers and the viewership, and I just want to be able to, you know, help people even if it, if you need a little bit of guidance or a little bit of direction like i'm not perfect by any means man and nor do i want to be but i definitely have some insight that could be shared so feel free to reach out on that if you want to listen to my podcast it's at observant attention uh it's on instagram again youtube whatever you want to listen to um but yeah just uh you know just keep living man that's Matthew mcconaughey says it right so yeah, amazing. Yeah. So I, I reached out to you earlier today and I asked you if there was a song you wanted to, us to play you off by. And the song you sent me, man, I'm, I love this song. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And I've never heard it before. So uh, you're, you're introducing this one to me for the first time. The song is called Midnight in Harlem by Tedeschi Trucks Band. So let me just nice. spool this up here. that organ. Love the sound of that. Crazy. Beautiful. What do you know about this band? Uh, Very little. I was, uh, I was, man, uh, driving one day and I had the song up and rolling. I forget that I can't drop the band name right now, but uh, that was playing and I, so I clicked it and I clicked radio. Uh, on Spotify and it brought me to this song and it just floored me and then (laughs) that brought me to um, oh man I can't think it's been a long interview but that brought me to uh, uh, 
yeah. Anyways, I wish I could drop the name right now. Tedeschi uh, Trucks Band? That's the name. Yeah, no, it, but it brought me to another singer, oh. uh, famous singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let me pull it up because this is important. I'll take two seconds yeah, here. Yeah. Anyway, it's beautiful. It's like a warm hug. And, Van uh, Morrison. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Morrison, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I forgot about it. So Van Morrison, So Quiet in Here. That was one big one. Obviously, Into the Mystics, one of his more popular ones. But mm. uh, So Quiet in Here was a big one for me because it came out. It's like a, such a, a profound feeling for me was like that piece, that that layered piece. And this song just puts me in that state. So mm-hmm. I needed it to, to sign me off today. Excellent. All right. Beautiful. Well. Thank you so much, Jacob. And that's all we have for this episode. Don't forget, you can use the promo code PROTOSAN for 20% off any purchase at DiabolicalCoffee.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. You can also follow us on social media at Pod. Thank you for joining us on behalf of Jacob, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. We'll see you in Season 2. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are awesome. Really appreciate it.